Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome. Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. It is the driver's seat. My name is Nimsis Or, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson in studio, Matty Matt. How good is this place? Like, you know, the, the Gold Coast studio is fantastic, but man, it's got nothing like this. A McCafe down here in reception, you got offices. Magnificent. Love it. And of course, Stephen Johnson live in Radelaide. Uh, how are you, Stevie? Did you say McCafe, yeah. Matthew? Yeah, oh, I'm looking at a McCafe right here. Oh, I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> you certainly are, mate. But uh, hey, look, uh, we're also joined by Malcolm Owens as well. Malconia will be joining you a little bit later on for the uh, Classic Cars Corner, but welcome. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, uh, we've got to get to our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. But, as always, we've got to give him their proper intro. Because he's going the distance. remaining for potentially a maiden victory in supercar competition. He's about to gain 100 points for his trouble. The chequered flag will fly. Anton Di Pasquale, Penrite Racing. Anton picks up his very first victory in supercar racing. That's right. He is from Shell V Power Racing. Please welcome back to the driver's seat and for the first time in 2021, the one and only Anton Di Pasquale. Hey, guys. <laughs> How good. Anton Di Pasquale on the driver's seat. And it's good. I think we, we this is our first time we've had Anton on the show this year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's good to say welcome DJR Shell driver. Shell V-Power, Shell racing, V-Power pilot. racing pilot. Anton Di Pasquale, congratulations for that, mate, and, and welcome. Uh, interesting start to the year. Happy, not happy? Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, it's pretty cool to be on your show again. Um, I thought I'd never get the call up, so <laughs> I've been waiting for it. But here we are. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably yeah. It's, I'm happy that we're racing again. We're doing it, and we're doing it sort of normal-ish again um, compared to last year. Um, the start of the year probably hasn't been ideal, but um, there's been goods and bads, and you know ups and downs and all that stuff. But um, we're still got a long, long year ahead. So plenty of good still to come, which is which is what we look forward to. Good evening, Anton. Stevie J here. Hey, mate, just wanting to know a couple of things. I mean, you say it's been a bit up and down at the start. We always talk about 
you know, a bit of a betting in process, a bit of, you know, obviously trying to, you've got new team, you've got new engineers, new everything. Um, how long do you expect that, like the, the drivers nowadays expect that to go along for it? And, and I mean, I know every driver expects to get results straight away, but realistically, how long do you think it's going to take, you know, for you to feel like everything's starting to click and, uh, and you're where you want to be? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you, you obviously want to take as little time as possible. Um, but naturally, it's always going to take probably three or four rounds, you know, just get your laps under the belt because you never get to do that many laps. Even pre-season testing, you don't get to do many laps and you go to the, these sprint rounds and there's not much practice and stuff like that. Um, so it always takes a little while. But in saying that, you know, I think we've been relatively close. We're just sort of missing a little bit. Um, but we're going to a few more tracks now, which... Um, the team has a, has a pretty good track record at, so we'll be able to knuckle down and, and have a good crack. Mate, let's roll back a couple of months ago, the first time you jumped into the Mustang, because you've most of your uh, supercar career has been in Commodores. We, they're all the same underneath, we know that, but they're obviously the external bodies are different. What were the big differences that you found? How, do the, how does the car behave differently? Um, yeah, there's a lot of differences. Um, one being, it, you know, common order Mustangs is a pretty big, significant difference. But the same team, team to team, um, you know, Erebus to DGR is different philosophies, different componentry and stuff that makes the car fast. Um, so what what's making the difference in certain parts, it's hard to tell whether that's manufacturer or team. Um, it's probably a combo of both. But, yeah, very Big differences, um, but ultimately, you know, strengths and weaknesses. There's a lot of strengths in the car. We just need to extract it all, all at the one time, um, and and make it work. Mate, it's um, we actually had Barry Barry Ryan on the show only recently. What a couple of weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah just three weeks ago. I can't remember. Three or four weeks ago now, mm-hmm. I reckon. Yep. Yeah, um, and you know, we we actually hit him with some pretty hard hitting questions, being brutally honest <laughs> about about stuff, and he actually was quite quite good about it. Um, I think he actually posted up on our on our social media that that was really good to to have a radio show like ours that can actually mm. ask decent questions and you know hard hitting questions but not be disrespectful as well, which I thought was was pretty cool. He had some really good stuff to say about you, mate. To be honest, um, and one thing he did say was he said that last year too many people were focusing on the lack of results on Car Nine instead of celebrating and praising the success of Car Ninety Nine. Is that did you feel that? last year um is that the way that it it sort of rolled for you um and and when you left there when you eventually told them what you were doing for 2021 um you know how did they take it um yeah i mean i mean i i'm not one to scroll through the comments and read what everyone's got to say um so you know what people are saying about performance our performance is quite quite good we're getting a lot of top fives um our pace was decent a few podiums had that race win um, so we'll we'll nod along quite good, and we're having a good time doing it. Um, but yeah, obviously there's a lot going on. There's a lot of talk and hype, and ultimately both drivers are leaving. So that's naturally going to drive the hype up ever more. Um, but yeah, they it, they took it as good as you can, I guess. Um, they knew it was an opportunity that I can't turn down, and you know, Shell V Power and DJ, I can it, it, it give me things that they probably couldn't. So um, yeah, they're all, all pretty good with it. Um, I want to I want to chat about Ludo because you had <laughs> you had pretty good success with your former engineer in Mirko De Rosa who 
uh, I think has moved across to the Kellys now. No, no, he's um uh, he's with um uh, Cool Drive. Cool Drive, yeah. right? Sorry, doing cool some drive. good work with that uh, Timmy Slade, as there we've seen. There you go. How's your French, mate? How are you going? How's the communication going? Fringlish? Is almost like Fringlish? Fringlish? Because we, we saw throughout Scotty Mac's time there, he would often ask uh, for instructions to be repeated or, or any of that sort of stuff. Are you that's why able... I got Alex Primer to uh, be <laughs> yeah, co-driver. Exactly. Are you, how are you going with all of that? Because uh, he, he speaks so fast. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You know, we're, we're getting along quite well. Um, sort of understanding everything naturally. It's hard enough to understand anyone on the, on the radio <laughs> these days, you know, with all the frequencies and things and it, and the car and all that, you, you can hardly stand, understand anyone, but, um, yeah, so far, so good. We're having a pretty good time. Um, we're getting along quite well, you know, communication is going good. So yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've, both a lot of people that don't speak English as their first language mm-hmm. um, and sort of got used to the accents and that have been around it a long time. So, um, yeah, it's not something that, that bothers me too much. It's all good. And mate, is it, are you feeling pressure there? Because, I mean, they've won the last three years drivers and teams championships. Pretty pressurised seat to slot into. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the, all the seats in supercars are pressurised, let's be real. But, you know, you got, you got into one of the, the top plum drives is it? How are you feeling with the pressure? You, you're taking it okay? Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine, man. If you if you uh, if you didn't want to go somewhere because of potential pressure, then it's probably not the right sport. Um, the sort of the more pressure on you, you know, you look at it as a way of there's probably, probably more opportunity too. Because usually, when you don't have much chance of winning or or going any good, there's usually no pressure. So um, I, I quite enjoyed and, uh, and and enjoy going to every race meeting with the that sort of expectation, it's its a good thing. You just have to live up to it. Mate, I think there was more pressure when you were crew chiefing for Barry Ryan on the iRacing <laughs> online race that night. That was uh, that was a bit of a pressure cooker. I was watching that. Um, I do want to touch on something that uh, is pretty cool, and that's, that's your number, number 11. I know uh, it's got a, a bit of history with you overseas, um, but from my point of view, obviously, as a kid... That number, number 11, obviously is synonymous for, for Larry Perkins. And, you know, obviously I grew up as a kid around racetracks with, uh, you know, dad racing guys like Larry Perkins. And then I ended up racing against Larry Perkins for quite a number of years. So um, I think that's something very, very cool. And uh, to be honest, knowing the relationship that Larry and dad had, they, they had a love-hate. They loved to hate each other, especially on the track. So... For Larry to be able to, and I, but but they do respect each other. So for Larry to be able to do that, obviously they were, Larry was contacted by, by the old man and said, "This is what we want to do," uh, and he actually gave you guys his blessing to run it. I mean, that's do, do you sort of get how cool or how how much sort of I guess history that's got, or are you just sort of like, yep, that's a number, that's my number, and blaze away with it? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you have to respect you know, what those guys have done um, in the past and what sort of um, aura that number has um, around the traps and, you know, especially the fans and what they remember from it and all that stuff. So you definitely respect it. Um, I've never been, you know, the most massive number guy in my life. Um, I've used a lot of different numbers throughout my career. Um, but, yeah, it, it's pretty cool to carry that around and know what it's done in the past and what history it represents. And then at the same time, it's got I've got my own little... Um, meaning behind it so it's yeah it's cool and it's something which i'll plan to run for most of my career will be good serious question now mate 2019 we saw the inside line uh it was the documentary series obviously that was quite confronting and and um 
polarised a lot of people. But one of the things we did see, some of your greatest work, uh, was the Tinder app, what you were doing, I think, in Townsville or Darwin. Uh, just a quick update for the ladies of Australia. How is the Tinder app going? Uh, or now have you secured yourself a full-time seat somewhere or uh, you're still rolling on the Tinder app? <laughs> full-time seat. Listen to you. Guys. Full-time seat. Um, no, no, no full-time seat. Um, Regular code drivers. Um <laughs> Different many seats option, but no, um, not, not hanging around any apps or anything like that. On the Gold Coast, you'll find some pretty good uh, co-drivers on the Gold Coast, I'd imagine. <laughs> uh, Luke yeah. Yildon. <laughs> hey, wasn't there quite a number of years that SVG had a different co-driver for like five years in a row? Yeah, probably said something. So. He lives on the Gold Coast, even though he's a Kiwi. I think, yeah, but I think he's got a full-time seat, does SVG now. He actually mentioned her in the coverage. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a main game drive now, so uh, good for him. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll move it back to racing for a ticker. <laughs> now, Anton, you actually have something in common with uh, one of our co-hosts here. You and Stephen Johnson have the distinct, unique um, footnote of having Will Davison as a teammate. So yep. <laughs> now Steve, Steve's obviously got some great memories of Wilbur, but uh, obviously now you've got a much more mature Wilbur with you, but how much has he been helping you? Uh, and stop laughing, Steve. Uh, I, I'm just, I can just picture when I was a teammate with Will, and, but it was before he was married, so I was, uh, yeah. Actually, I was there. I was actually there when he and his now wife, Rihanna, first got together. There you go. Well, Gee, that's exciting. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for that, Steve. But uh, so, Anton, what's but, I, but, but there's a backstory to that, but I can't say it on air. I was going to say. But uh, so, moving back on track, uh, how's Will been as a uh, teammate, Anton? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's um, he's good. He's he's one of the good blokes of the paddock. So uh, quite fortunate to have him as a teammate. You know, he's experienced, he's fast, he's, he understands industry and inside out. So uh, it, it's good. It's good to have someone like that to hang out with and uh, bounce things off all the time. And look, before we go, mate, because we, uh, we know you've got uh, a busy night ahead of you, um, Stevie J just wants to know, he was too afraid to ask, he was too embarrassed. You're supposed to get over and set up uh, Jetty's uh, simulator and he wants to know, when the hell are you coming over there? Because he's not fast enough and we know that you're the gun on the sim and he wants you to come and set it up. I, I told him, call me, send me an address and I'll come over for that. I just never got the call. Oh, so really? Here we so are. Steve Johnson's not giving out his address to his own no, drivers. I haven't, yeah. got, I haven't got Anton's number, but I'll have to get Jet to ring him. So <laughs> Mate, it's not. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you become an elitist, Anton no, DeBasquale. You just don't hand out your phone numbers and your and your addresses. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what yeah. Stevie J's become now. He's an elitist. Well, Steve's made us. He's, he's specifically wanted to be in another state for today's episode. That's so. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but, yeah. um, <laughs> Anton, you've got a big weekend ahead of you, mate. And uh, we were all absolutely chuffed when we uh, found out that you'd signed on with DJR. Uh, you did some incredible stuff in that ZB Commodore. We know you're going to do some even better stuff in the Mustang. But uh, thanks for joining us once again on the driver's seat. And uh, hopefully we'll right. chat soon. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, man. There we go. Anton Di Pasquale there joining us on The Driver's Seat. We'll take a quick break. Back with more right after this. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome. Great Plains. Implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. Right now, though, we got to get straight into our Bendix Breaks. Big moment once I find my mouse. There it is. <laughs> 
Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Yeah, you can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. The big news is, of course, supercars returns to Tasmania. Now, you boys are actually already in uh, Tassie because you were part of the uh, race Tasmania. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. already in. We've, we were the uh, first. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to race, Stevie J. You did all right. Well, and actually, you lost a wheel coming out of the hairpin. And um, out of the six sessions that Trans Am was on, I think I lost four to mechanical failure. So we were kind of there. <laughs> we were. We went to a few restaurants. We, you know, we did all that kind of stuff. But um, Maddie, weren't you going backwards through the hairpin? Uh, yes, thank you, Malcolm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Malcolm Kubota from Kubota, Malcolm Owens. Uh, yes, I was going backwards through the hairpin at one stage. Good. Another one of my... Um... Got some TV. Yeah, well, I did get some TV. <laughs> and if, as they say, Stevie J, if That's you all Malcolm and I care about. If you yep. ain't going to win it, spin it or bin it. Mm. And I've done that twice now <laughs> at Bathurst and uh, Tassie. So. Matt, trophy all the trees, isn't that right? That's exactly right. Trophy all the trees, McKeldon. But we're back, Nimsy. Yes, very exciting. Uh, crowds are going to be back as well. Stadium super trucks are going to be there, as Nathan Kayser uh, detailed to us a couple of weeks ago. The old and jumpy trucks. The old jumpy trucks. That, uh, I, I spoke to him today. I'm logged in for a test in a couple of weeks. So, Stevie J, we'll need to get you out for that one. Um, oh, excited. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're going back because I think it's been like since 2019. 2019, yep. Tassie hasn't seen supercar Stevie J. And given the fact that it's got a massively long history of the Touring Car Championship down there uh, in consecutive years, I think they'll be absolutely gagging for some supercar action. Now, just quickly, here's the here's the thing that I want to know, and I'm sure a lot of people in supercars land and fans want to know too. Can anyone stop Shane Van Gisbergen? Because he's a streak of six consecutive mm. supercars championship race wins. That dates back to the 2020 Bathurst 1000. He's in the same company as Alan Moffat, Dick Johnson, Jim Richards, Mark Scaife, Craig Lowndes, Jamie Winkup and Scotty Mack. Now, the only ones of that group to extend their streak beyond six wins were his Triple Eight stable mates. Uh-huh. Uh, J Dub did seven in a row in 2008, and Lowndes won eight races in a row back in 1996. Now, Stevie J, how do you think, uh, is anyone going to stop SVG? Um, I mean, <laughs> y- y- you would say on current form, no, but, you know, anything can happen. It's a different track. Uh, they are as Triple Eight as a group and their cars are usually very, very fast down there. Uh, Winkup's normally just, he, he's the dominant dominant guy down there in Tasmania, especially in, in the in the last decade. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where you look at SVG and you look at his form at uh, Sandown and you go, that track is normally a very, very strong track for Jamie Winkup. And, and you know, you've got to, we've got to remember he's still second in the championship, but mm. the absolute shellacking Shane gave, not only his teammate, but everyone. I don't care if Jamie Winkup's won the last 50 in a row down at Tasmania. You've got to put his teammate in front of him going into this purely off form of what he's done the last five races. Yeah, he's in, I think we said it a couple of weeks ago, he's in a rich vein of form, isn't he? He is... Uh, it's he's been a he's been a, a part of this championship for so long now. He's a former champion. He's a Bathurst one thousand champion now. There's nothing else left to achieve, Nimsy. And so, I think when you when you get to that level, when you've won everything that there is to be won, whether it's, it's just stats now, it's just it. stats, and all the pressure goes away because forever and a day he'll be a champion. He'll be a Bathurst one thousand winner. And so, I think what that enables you to do is release all of that pressure. 
drive now for the sake of driving and having fun and loving life because you've got nothing left yeah. to prove. And I think that's a really powerful thing. We've actually got on the text line. Joe has texted in. Do you want to read that one out there, Matty? Says, hi, boys. Can anyone stop SVG winning a six and se- or getting a six and seventh win in Tassie? It's all anyone wants to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Joe, I don't know. I mean, I... We've said it before, Stevie J, that these things are mechanical beats. It's not just about mm. the driver. It's not just, a, it, you know, throw some weather in there, which we know Tassie is is cherry ripe for to always get some weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you take his current form, Joe, if you take the, the however many wins you said, Nimsy, he's done 20 wins or something like that. Um, he's just in unbelievable form. So on that, Joe, you would say no. But again, the hairpin, the track itself, Throws up some picadillos. We saw that monster accident we, a few years ago. We also saw SVG himself beached as, bro. Beach, uh, yeah. So beached as. <laughs> um, so it can happen. Um, but if you take it just on form, Joe, mm, don't know. It's going to be Matty, is that the shortest track on the on the schedule? Yes. Yes. So, Stevie, what's it like going from Bathurst, which is the longest one? Where You'd have a significantly different setup, wouldn't you? And also, I think your concentration you would be quite different on that fast lapping Lapping track and um, getting down that hairpin, hairpin, that's pretty slow, isn't it, around there? Yeah, it's the slowest corner in the country, but um, uh, it's it's got one of the higher top speeds in the country too, that track, because, mm. you know, apart from that hairpin, you, it, it, I think it has got the highest percentage of 100% throttle around the country. So, you know, there's a lot of tracks like Bathurst where you are, you know, you're off the throttle through Reed Park and then you're on it, then you're off it for McPhillamy and all that sort of stuff and you're off it down the hill quite a bit. Um, that track there, you're pretty much off it and then you're flat. Yep. And then you're off it and then you're flat. And th- that's about it. So it's very rare to have a track like that. Um, Setup-wise, yeah, they'll have different setups for pretty much every track. But um, I don't mind it. Going to the, I, I actually quite enjoy Simmons Plains and always have. It's got great character. It's fast. It's flowing. You can sort of do a 50 to 60... 70 lap race there and it actually goes pretty quickly you know like all of a sudden you're in a, in a groove and you go okay how many laps have we done oh you've done 38 laps I'm like wow you know it, it actually happens quite fast and and i think that's a testament to you know personally myself just getting in and, and having a go and enjoying a track like that because it, it can be quite fun i tell you boys there's one person I, i'm going to watch with real interest this weekend has been uh, mark winterbottom yeah you know he showed some really good pace in the Irwin car. He was on pole there last time. Yeah, exactly right. So I clearly they've got a setup there that works, it, depending on the te- track temperature and, and track condition, all that kind of stuff. So I, I would say that Team 18 and Frosty will be going into this weekend um, with a level of confidence, I hope. And it'll be really interesting to see how he goes. Unless so I'm going to be rains. watching him. Unless it rains and then Shane will be killing it. Well, and that's the thing. If it and as I said earlier, it, this joint is good for rain, mm-hmm. um, especially now this time of year. The, uh, in autumn, you'll get some rain. I mean, how often we see in it's in Launceston, if you don't know, and and how often do we see in the the footy games down there with Hawthorne, um, the joint just gets blown off like the entire like it's coming straight off. Well, Antarctica. it's literally yeah, so, <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> so close to um yeah, and so it's it's good for that. And you're right, Mal. If Stevie, if uh, if the rain does come, SVG will be red hot. Um, but he's red hot anyway. You can't. I mean, you, you, that's the thing with him at the moment. There is not one weakness. The car's performing well. He's driving well. The team's do, doing really well. And he's one of the best drivers we've seen in this in this country in history. So it, it'll probably be look. If it, it'll either come down to you, someone has to be really, really on their best yep. to beat him that day, or his car has to be at its worst because yeah. Yeah. the uh, everything that he's got 
you know, behind that seat works pretty damn good. But it does happen because you look at the dominance of Stevie J at, in TCM mm-hmm. and he goes firing down into the hairpin and loses a wheel. So it can absolutely happen. I'm, I'm not having a crack at you, Stevie J. Mm. It can happen to anyone. Yeah. It we, can happen. And the, the, we, we got a couple of texts come in. We got one here from the number 578 who's got no name on the end. Please put your name on <laughs> so we can credit you your text. Does SVG have what it takes to win every race this year? Um, he does, but he won't. Not just, as much. Simple just, as that. There's no way, there is no way that you'll get one guy that wins all, you know, 20 races or whatever it is, 18 races. There's not a chance. If that happens, man, I'll... Uh, Eat I'm, your, I'm not gonna, I'll eat my I'm, burger. Yeah. You'll eat my hat. I'll, 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 I will give up. <laughs> eat McDonald's oh, for a year. Nimsy, have you got that on record? Yeah, because yeah. On, on SVG's current form, Stevie J could lose about forty kilos by this time next year. <laughs> so that's so did you see how that that bet I made it a win-win for me? Pretty much either way. Either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And and, and good, if you if, if we do see you tuck into a uh, a Big Mac, you're going to blame Shane Van Gisbergen for exactly. it. Aren't you? Well, exactly. Hey, I tell you what, I did see, and in fact, uh, our regular has just chimed in on the text messages. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Tommy. That's right, Tommy in Toowoomba. Tommy Welcome. from Toowoomba. Um, we did see that SVG in answering a question as to why he's winning so much, he quoted, "It's because Scotty Mac effed off to the USA." <laughs> <laughs> so typical. Flat and laconic humour from uh, SVG there, and he's actually probably got a got a point. I love that. I love that he's quite flat out honest about it. Scotty's gone now. I'm winning. Happy days. Another, <laughs> another one here too off the text line. Also, that was our Bendix breaks. A big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix breaks. Australian technology for all weather. Confident breaking. This one comes uh, from number ending in 006. If this was a Ford streak, a certain team would be whinging about Ford needing parity adjustments. Supercars <laughs> is always happy with Triple Eight oh, winning and the laughy emoji. That, that's, that's Brad from Hoppers Crossing. Just, just letting you know, Nimsy. If you click on it, you can actually ah, see there the you name. Go. Oh, good on you, Brad. Yeah, yeah. just letting Thank you, you know from Adelaide. Oh, there you here. go. Stevie J just telling the producer on how to work the screens. Well done. Uh, you know, Brad, it's quite funny. We won't spend too long on it, but. If you read all the socials and all that sort of stuff, there is a definite feeling out there that Triple Eight get a free ride and Supercars loves Triple Eight and this, that, and the other thing. I've got to tell you, Brad, I hate to burst your bubble. Doesn't happen. No one gets a free ride. So, sorry, bro. <laughs> well, that was our Bendix Breaks. A big moment. We've got a big, big show. We'll get to the power rankings. We'll do a quick update of that. And then we'll open the doors of the Classic Cars Corner in segment number four. And not only that, too, we've got a race rewind where we just touched on it, but a big shunt that happened. You can't talk about Tassie without talking about 2017. We so, will forever talk about that. Yeah, so we'll touch on that next right here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Right now, let's get a quick update of the power ranking. This is the driver's seat power rankings. We did the power rankings thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays back. Now, much like the Brownlow medal or the Dally M, after each round, we'll update the rankings with a three, two, one vote. Uh, obviously, we'll these are the rankings heading into the tie power, not tie power, the bow repairs. <laughs> The, oh, oh dear, oh dear, <laughs> Nimsy, that's a shocker. That's Where's like the that's like saying your ex girlfriend's name to your new girlfriend. It's very much in the throes of thereof. Don't do that. Let's mate. go Jeez. take two. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> now then, now then, 
<laughs> Shall we try that one more time, okay. gentlemen? And let's let's hit it from the top, fellas. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, go, Nimsy. Just in case for the podcast. Um, uh, heading into the Bow Repairs Tire Power Tasmania Super Sprint. There we go. Yeah, good on your bow repairs. Go to bow repairs for all your tie needs, everybody. They're fantastic. Yeah, I wonder uh, what race car they're featured on. Oh, mate, I was just trying to help out because Nimsy's just oh. like <laughs> made a big blonde. I'm just like, go bow repairs. You're the best. Uh, and uh, they're actually on Anton's car as well, too. We oh, love this. Oh, yeah, oh, you forgot oh, about that. CVJ, yeah, that's a shot. Oh, shock. they're on Will's car, too, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah right. So uh, keep, keep an eye out for that. And if you ever oh. do need uh, any tyres, your local bow repairs... I could probably sort you out, but anyway, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the <laughs> rankings heading into Tassie. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen sits on top of the mountain there on twelve votes. He's running away with it actually. Brody Kostecki, four votes in P two, uh, P three. Timmy Slade on three votes. Mark Winterbottom and Zane Goddard share the spoils on two votes, and one vote for Chazzy Mozzie for Walking Toronto United. However, in the TCR Australia, it's flipped on its head a little bit. Five votes. Aaron Cameron sits on top of the leaderboard. Four votes for Chazzy Mozzie and three votes for Jordan Cox. Mm. So Aaron Cameron just getting the chocolates there, but that I was... I feel we've been really... Sorry, I feel we've been really harsh on Chazzy Mozzie there. <laughs> so uh, hopefully he has a good tyre power, not Nimsy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bow repairs. Uh, has, a good, uh, has a good run down in Tasmania there for the bow He needs to, round. doesn't he? I mean, because, in all seriousness, Stevie J, even for his know, championship, he needs to have a good yeah. run. Yeah. And, and like... Honestly, he has been stronger than what we've cast the vote at. But as you say, it's not all, always about who finishes first, second, third, and fourth. No. I, I really do feel sorry for him after Sandown because they did everything right. They, like, literally, yep. for them to not, for Walking Toronto United to not leave Sandown with a trophy or even, a, like, even a top four finish, was it? They, yeah, they just completely was... didn't, they, they did everything right, got pole on day one, and then just a couple of bits of bad luck, and yeah. there it went. Yeah. But, uh, yep. yeah, that was the power rankings. Thanks to Fuchs Lubricants. Proudly Australian-made lubricants. So let's quickly get to some text before we take a break. Uh, mm -hmm. Guys, you want to go through some of them at the moment? Uh, the, you got well, some of them? Yeah. Now you can go, CVJ. Oh, I don't. I was just uh, actually looking at one here. Obviously, we've got a couple there. Um, Tommy from Hobart. Matty, you can um, get to – I'm just going down to the first one from uh, – where was it? Actually, it's gone Christian. missing. No, no, it hasn't. Love the show. There's, there's um, one from uh, Fitzy and Bathurst, which is very cool. Uh, he says, "Here, I'm sitting. I'm sitting with a beer, looking at the mountain in Bathurst." He says, "I'm lucky I can hear them from the farm or on the farm." On another note, can people say or please say Bathurst properly? Is it Bathurst or Bathurst? Depends on. Or well, Bathurst. Depends depending how deep on how you are. many Could be beers you've mate. Had. Yeah, that's right. But it's it's usually followed up with a with a mate, isn't it? <laughs> where, are you going, where are you going on the weekend, Bathurst mate? <laughs> what are you doing on the weekend? Watching Bathurst mate. But so, it's cool. Good on you, Fitzy. Hey, guys. Love the show, which is very cool. Uh, that's very cool. The only thing that's unfair right now in supercars is how good SVG is. He's a freak, says Tommy from Hobart. Yes, he is, mate. He is a dead set freak. Good and, on you, Tommy. Thanks and Tommy, for... Texas in too. Are you going to be making the trip down to uh, yeah. to, uh, to Launceston and check it out? Because I think Hobart, well, I know Hobart. because no, Hobart's what, below, so below? It's making the trip up. But it's easy to make the trip up. But I did it this yeah. year. I flew into Hobart and drove and up to uh, beautiful yeah, country. Yeah, two, hour two, drive from two and a half hours. To yeah, if you try and stop at a pub that's not serving any food, you might, you know, uh, might, might be another half hour while you're drinking. Mate, if beers. it was me, if it was me driving, there was a McCafe on the way. It'd be hours, <laughs> wouldn't it? Jeez, hours Lord. and hours. You don't have a McCafe in Adelaide there in that studio, do you? 
Negative. There you go. Right. He's got enough biscuits though, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, that was that was our power rankings. If you'd like to text in, do so. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number. If you want to text through on the temper text line, and Tommy and Hobart too. I can't remember if is Hobart Cascade or Bogues Country. Don't know. <laughs> Text in, Tom. Don't know. We need to know. <laughs> but yeah, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Australia. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it as always thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Right now, though, we haven't done this actually in quite a while. No, it's, uh, no, it's been ages. We haven't done it in uh, in 2021, which is good because we have the great man sitting in with us here in the studio. So let's slide open the doors in the studio to the Classic Cars <laughs> Corner. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome, Malcolm. Uh, it's time to slide open the doors for the Classic Cars Corner. It's nice to have you actually here with us. Thanks, guys. It is so bright in here. Look at it. It's like the midday <laughs> sun's bouncing off Matt's forehead. And normally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, don't you don't you start, pal. You're sitting on top as well. And then when you've got the other bean over here. See, the annoying there. thing is there is actually literally a light that is there that's pointing right on my bond. Yeah. So if you actually look in there, but anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll push on. Steve's, Steve's just staring us through a Skype screen going, what are these idiots talking well, about? He's the one but, with, um, the, with the thickest head of hair among the four, the three of us, four the, of us. The silver fox himself. But Healthy look, head. We're not here to talk about follicles. We're here to talk about classic cars as investments because obviously, look, there's no secret about it. Last year, pretty tough year for a lot of people. Some people might have had to, you know, get rid of some collections. And now the world is opening up just ever so slightly. We're getting back to normal. And now is the market gone up or what's it looking like out there, Malcolm, for anyone that might want a classic car? Well, it's pretty interesting because in our last um, segment last year, we were talking about the effects of COVID and, and what it was doing with, um, with prices. And, and it went pretty nuts for a while there. And then we know that the new cars went down, but secondhand cars went up. Mm-hmm. The classic cars, um, yeah, people are paying silly money for stuff at the moment. It is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. So if you've got something that you've had sitting in your garage for a few years, might be time to dust Cha-ching. it off, turn it over, and uh, oh. put it up on, uh, on a marketplace or one of the other um, sites because you just might be surprised what you can get for it. I mean, we saw that um, right now the, the bank finance is so low that you wouldn't even put your money in, in anything to do with uh, just cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are still a bit scared about stocks because of uh, the effect of COVID on companies. And um, I think the, the lockdown, particularly in the southern states, really made us feel that um, there's probably some opportunity to be a little more self-focused. And we haven't been spending money on overseas trips. No one's been spending mm. that 25 large to go over to Europe or to, or to mm. the States. So people started to look towards classic cars as an, inve- as an investment. Now, I'm not a banker, but I'll tell you, if it's, it comes up to putting a few dollars in, in the bank or maybe getting a classic car that you can love and enjoy and mm. actually use, mm. and then in a few years sell it and make some money, I, I know where I'd be putting my money. <laughs> so quick one, Malconi. So obviously, Is that to cover your... Bum from uh, Mrs. Malconia. Is that, is, that, is that what that, that was for? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but like, but, but you, you actually raise another good point too about about last year as well. A lot of people use that as time to catch up. So mm. anyone that might want to, you know, restore a car that oh, I don't have the time to do this and da 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 da. All of a sudden, you're stuck at home for about a hundred odd days. You got your car sitting in the garage or in the shed somewhere. 
Absolutely, good I mean, time to do it. Yeah. I spoke to a number of a number of people from Repco and Bursons and all that kind of stuff. Their businesses went through the roof, particularly doing delivery. Yeah, because freight didn't go down. Yeah. So you might actually the, the the car that you were probably sitting on, going, oh, look, I'll get to it at some point, do it up, and then hopefully turn a profit, might now be on the market. Yeah, and and like I said, people are playing paying silly money for for the old classic cars. You know, the stuff like the old Falcons and. Of course, you know, the, the ones that have been used in racing have a, a rich heritage. And, of course, Stevie J getting out his XDs pushed the price of that up. Um, but <laughs> thank, well, you. thank you. <laughs> Especially as you are in receipt of a white XD Malconio, yes, as which... I understand. So thank you, Steve Johnson. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> no worries. So the, because this is – we're going to have some facts. So what I did is I had a look at some research. And there was some research done late last year in the, in the U.K., and they found that um, affordable classics, so we're not talking the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis, because that's a, that's a separate category completely, but I'm talking about your sort of fifteen to $25,000 car, that over 10 years, they've on average uh, increased in value 97%. Whoa. So second only wow. behind um, shares, ahead of property, ahead of gold. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually been a really good investment. And if you know what you're doing and you know what to look for, and some of the cars that went up particularly is um, some strange ones. The one that went up the most, and this again, this is in the UK, and you know, some of them are a bit crazy over there, but uh, 1961 Volvo P1800, that, that went up 283%. A Volvo? Yeah, but the cool looking one, the P1800. Hang on, Fins, let, me, let me stay again. A Volvo. Is there a cool looking Volvo? Yeah, there is. There is. There's a very cool looking Volvo. It's a great looking car. But of course, there's also situational things. So... Um, if someone dies that, you know, like the guy was playing Simon Templar in the Saint where that was the car, so mm-hmm. that, that does it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When, when Enzo Ferrari died, for example, the cost of the Ferraris all went up. So mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of factors in there, but there's some other cool stuff like, um, Mazda RX-7. So we know that all, all the Mazdas and some of the old mm. Japanese stuff has started to go up and, um, that went up over 200%. And even in Australia where we look, I mean, I'm looking at cars that were selling for under 10 that are up now pushing 15 to 20. Wow. But going back on, you know, things like uh, uh, cars from other iconic things, it's all like, for example, like I'm a big James Bond fan. Every time that a Bond movie gets released, everyone starts looking up Aston Martins from DB5s to the new Vanquishes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just all of a sudden, it's like people, a light bulb goes off in their head and it's just like, hang on a second. Got to have one. Got to have one. I, I remember this, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it's yeah. you're right. So it's little factors like that. That it's not just what's the oldest car I'd like to keep it in my garage, but you got to watch these other factors, don't you? Although on that, um, just the other day, boys, I saw a Lotus Esprit, a white Lotus Esprit, which was from a Roger Moore That's John, it? James, uh, Bond. James Bond yeah. movie. It was a Die Another Day, maybe or. No, um, it, I think it was um, for your eyes only. For, yes, it yeah, was. It was for your eyes only. Well, no, and couldn't this, go underwater. It can't go underwater, can it? No, it can't go underwater. <laughs> yeah. It didn't have the fins, but it was only like forty grand. Yeah, I mean the Lotuses aren't, aren't expensive. But you know why? Do you know what Lotus stands for? Lots yeah. of trouble, usually serious. I was about to say I was hovering <laughs> over the dump button there. I was just like, hang no, on, no, 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 no. Lots of trouble, usually but, serious. But the point you make there, Matty, is, is is very very good because pop culture is really drives it. Like you look mm. at a DeLorean, for example arguably a failure lasted one year, but because of the back to the future and mm. one would have think, you know, DeLoreans were made in 81. If they'd lasted to 85, when the movie came out, it could have been a whole different, yeah. um, and comes with a boot full of cocaine. So that's always pretty good. <laughs> and you've got, <laughs> you've got some others like the early Mustangs, John Wick, fast and furious, the bullet gone in 60 seconds. Um, V double, V 
BW Beetle from even the Herbie days. We had the the 67 Chevrolet Impala from Supernatural, if you remember that. At the time mm. when that came out, they were selling for about 5000 bucks. That took it up to fifty grand. Wow. Everyone wanted one of those black Impalas. So talking about pop culture, though, like uh, you, you've got to remember, too, like time obviously goes very, very fast. Yep. And while those movies are classics, there are other, like from my vintage, things like Movies like uh, The Italian Job where with the Mini Coopers. Of course. You've got um, you know, the Fast and Furious series that have got things like, you know, Lancer Evos and uh, Nissan Skylines that are now pushing twenty plus years old. Mm-hmm. And they're not making any new ones. So going what you said about DeLoreans, Mal, they're gonna get less and less to buy mm-hmm. and more and more people are wanted as time goes on. And that's exactly right. And and the value of classic cars is dictated to by a largely about scarcity, um, uniqueness and what's interesting. So um, if, you, if you're going to look at a car like a standard Falcon that there's you know, thousands and thousands, they're selling for two to 3,000. But as you get on to 20 years and 30 years where the Falcons are fewer and far between, the ones that are still around are looking good. And nostalgia is a massive thing. Mm. There's pop culture. I saw the XB Falcon on Mad Max. Um, I was one of those when I had a kid and everyone's got the story. Oh, I had one of those. I <laughs> sold it for four grand because it had a bit of rust in it. Wish I had it now, of course. But nostalgia is huge. And what that does also with classic cars is it starts to move into the modern classics, which I really call the 80s and early 90s, because as you grow up with them, 20 or 30 years later, you've got some cash, you can go back and buy them. You find the one that, you, that, the one that got away. And as I mentioned um, previously, you've got some, some of the Japanese cars too that really no one wanted, but now some of the older Corollas, the, mm. um, uh, even... Some of the some of the more modern stuff, you know. So so maybe the brown on brown Camry might be a good investment. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, how much longer do I have yeah. to wait before the my Camry? Before hey, the Camry Mal, gets Mal. to do with his Uber business and his yeah, Uber delivery. Exactly. Hey, Mal, while we're on that, I'd just like to know your opinion on like red convertible Peugeot three hundred sixes. Have they gone up much? <laughs> no, um, because they they tend to be pink by the time you, after a few years. So I sold it for a profit, Stevie J. <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you, you know what? To someone talking... in Oxford Street in Sydney. <laughs> you know what? He got, a, he got a given to him and then he sold it for a dollar. Yeah, correct. Uh, I tell you what, there's two things I want, um, Malconio. So while you're doing your research and, and searching around for things to, to, to buy, um, if, you're, if you ever find the same van that was in the opening sequence of the Banana Splits, <laughs> I want one of those, or an, a GMC A-Team van. Yes. I want a GMC. Oh, the A-Team a- van, yeah. the black and red, red yep. wheels. Yeah, yeah, driven by B.A. Barakas. you got to put the wing on the back on yeah. the top of the roof, do Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad attitude, Barakas, that's what I want. We'll put, a, we'll put a, uh, a mohawk on you, Nimsy, and you can drive it. I was about to say. <laughs> It'd be in the Scooby-Doo <laughs> mystery <laughs> machine. We can put enough uh, red stripes on that one. but yeah. um, That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want in my garage. So, so we're getting a couple, uh, sorry, Malcolm, uh, off the text here, the classic Classic car market is not the only thing that's gone crazy lately. Even the model car market has seen a thirty to seventy percent increase in asking prices. Wow, that's yeah, yeah that's hundred percent. How good's that? I mean, again, there were so many things from from COVID that we never expected to see. And thank you for sending that in. Uh, number ending nine nine five. Mm-hmm. Put your name on it if you wouldn't mind. It says actually COVID tax at its best. Even the Xcedos, the RS five thousand uh, five hundred Sierra sold this week. For three hundred and sixty-five k, my goodness me! So that's an old race car, an old Cedo mm. race car. That's that's quite incredible. And one uh, from Dino from Boleen. Thanks for texting in, Dino. Uh, boys, the Camaro in Better Off Dead, Cusack, a Cusick movie. Dino, good on you, Dino. I don't know that movie. Better Off Deno, Dead. Dino, not Dino. Dino. Oh, sorry, Dino. 
Yes, I didn't have. I didn't come to him, Melbourne with my glasses. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out, Stevie J. And now that we're now that we've got cameras here in the studio, I am not going to look at the screen and 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 squint like I'm a five thousand year old bloke. So Deno, oh. sorry Deno from Boleyn, good on you. So that's oh, why. That's... Just getting back to what you're talking about there, Matt. Just cutting through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what you see is now is is that movie movies are getting cast placed in them. You know, you, you see some of the um, BMWs getting placed yep. in the latest Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Very, very clever to do that. Put the money in to have that sort of co-sponsorship with the, mm. with the Audi. movies. Audi yeah, in the Audi's, Iron Man franchise? Yeah, there's, there's heaps of those. So the thing that you need to do is if you see a movie now that's coming out and going to j- get some popularity and it features a car, that I, sometimes it's a great idea to go out and get it. Like one of the strange ones is the Ford Anglia from Harry Potter. Mm. Like those have gone through the roof in terms of value. Oh, I mean, dear, and dear. I, I, think it, I think just the movie may just tweak something in people's memory. Oh, I had My dad had one of those. I used to see them used to see them on the road. So, and the thing, if you're, if you're really interested in it, I mean, there's another whole segment here, just, just telling you what to look for originality and, and, and non, and not modified. And we can, we can mm. talk about that later. But if you, if you watch the car sites and you watch the auction results and you start to see some things move, um, there's some very, very cheap, good cars out there at the moment that I think in five to 10 years will be, will be worth a lot of money. And if you focus on some of the Australian produced stuff, they're not making any more. <laughs> Um, the engines are, are big. That's what people are wanting. They're w- concerned about what's going to happen in the in the next ten years. You know, twenty thirty. They're talking about not having uh, internal combustion engines anymore, and it's all got to be electric. You oh. see all the makers going to that. Shh. People are going, oh well. Don't say that. Classic cars aren't going to be any good then because you're not going to be able to get the petrol. Of course, mm. you're going to be able to get the petrol, and in fact, people will want them more, so that'll push the prices up. You know, d- uh, it, it, we always seem to. It seems like this is planned, but we always seem to mention Dandy Volks every time we get a <laughs> But uh, I remember my, uh, an old friend of mine had a, um, a VW Beetle that still used to take Super as the petrol. Yeah. And obviously, because Super doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. you'd have to buy the additive so you can then put um, you know, the unleaded petrol in. So, I always, so you're right, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Even though we're going you know, hybrid or whatever the hell it is, what the future's going to hold, you're still going to be able to run these cars. Someone will find a way. There you yeah. go. And uh, Jimmy from Model Glen has texted and said, how much are 200, uh, 2012 Ford Rangers selling for? Well, I just had a look-see on, uh, on Cars Guide here. Off you and, go. Uh, yep. 10990 So there you go. No. <laughs> oh, it, depends. A 20, a it depends. on It depends on if it's a two or four-wheel drive too. Big, big difference. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've been on this. Jet's obviously got his learners, and I've been looking around, and Stewie, Stuart Stewie Lanham, Lanham yep. Yep, has helped us out from Lanham Ford, and he's, he's, he's I said, mate, give us some trade-in or something, and See, yours... he's got a little he's got a little car there that we, uh, we're we going to do up for Jet, so it's good, a little BT50. So you're, sponsored, you're sponsored by Lanham Ford, so I'll, I'll mention McAllister Motors. I'm sponsored by them. <laughs> do you want me to just call anyone, Will Brown, anyone, and we'll get a plug yeah, for Cars yeah, Galore absolutely. in Toowoomba? <laughs> Tommy, if you need a car... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so good on you, Jimmy, from uh, Waddle Glen. Not too sure about that. 10, 12 grand, 14 grand. Uh, and Deno, mate, I apologize, apologize for getting your name wrong there. So good on Stevie Johnson for uh, for picking me up on that one. And good to see you listening to the show with a Johnny and a Coke. Good work. Good Love you. And Johnny Coke. and a Coke. <laughs> uh, and it was a four-wheel drive too, by the way, fellas. Just letting you know. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, so what, what would that be, Jimmy? What would uh, Jimmy's... I reckon You're half a car it depends, on how, it depends on how many K's and stuff it's gone on. It's going to be somewhere in the vicinity of 20 to 25. 
5k. And they've gone oh, up 30 Nimsy just, in the last Nimsy just said, buddy, 12 grand. Well, that's, no, what, that's for that's a two wheel drive. One. That's what our old cars guys here say. Oh, yeah. he forgot to mention that it didn't have a motor, that one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Happy days. Uh, before, let's put it back on, onto track here before um, we start talking about turning this into a buy, swap, and sell. Mm-hmm. But uh, so for any first timers out there that are thinking, okay, there's never a right time. I've just, you know, barely got some savings here. What do you sort of suggest, Malconi? I mean, we've talked the pop culture route. We've talked the nostalgia route. Uh, what's the best thing to do? Like, for example, for me, do I go hunt down a Nissan Pintara because that was my my old the first car? Things like Datsun 180Bs. Um, Datsun 1600, they're, yeah. they're quite da- a rare thing, cash. aren't they, Mal? That's because John Boston's bought them all. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big cash. Yeah, but, but anything in that, like even da- like the Datsun 180Bs where you go, oh, my God, why would you, anyone want that? You know, there's no power. But... The style of them is quite nice. The coupes, the early Corollas too, the um, 78, 79 Corolla in coupes. Mm-hmm. Anything that's got two doors, mm-hmm. um, four-cylinder, unbelievable collectible. Because if you look at it, all of the European stuff, the prices have gone through the roof. Um, the Aussie muscle, I mean, that's the stuff you want to get if you can get it. Like mm-hmm. Aussie muscle. And find something that's a bit unique. You know, Get yourself a Leyland P76 or something if you can find it. Because... Some of the stuff you look at now, you go, no way, I'm not buying that. But, you know, in 10 years, you'll be going, gee, I wish I bought a couple of those. So it's it's very difficult to pick the trends, but get, get something that's um, unique. Mm-hmm. They didn't make a huge amount and um, has got something your going way. for it, even if it's just um, just styling. Cause you can even if it's it. ugly. Yeah. There you go. So my mum's Datsun 200B, yellow, with a you know, <laughs> dent in the door and a hole in the floor. Not going to go anywhere. Uh, and let me just say, Jimmy from Waddle Glen, Mate, we love your enthusiasm. We really do. But no one around this table apart from uh, apart from Malconio knows exactly what cars are worth. So we have no idea what a four-wheel drive Ranger with 187,000 Ks to 2012 is actually worth. Take it down to your local dealer. They'll give you a fair idea. But thanks for your enthusiasm. Hey, I'm just going to check my text. Yeah, I'm just going to check my text in case Stewie Lanham's uh, yeah, him and told have, us. He might have sent it through. I could also nah, go. nothing coming through. But I reckon 25 grand. Well, <laughs> so, Stephen will pay twenty five grand for it. No, I won't. There, that's you, what there you go, Jimmy. That's what he's saying. He'll that's pay twenty five grand. So before we before we uh, slide uh, close the doors to the classic cars corner, <laughs> if Mrs. Mac is uh, listening, we all know what uh, Maddie's dream car is going to be. Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. <laughs> How good Baracus, is that? Hannibal. How- how excited is Mrs. Oh. Mack going to be when the A-team van turns up and Nimsy gets out of the driver's seat? <laughs> with a, with a, with a, with with a, a black texted-on mohawk down the middle of his bonce. And just a bunch of plastic gold-plated uh, chains and whatnot. And but some muscle in a muscle suit. And then three beautiful specimen of men, Malcolm, myself, and Maddie, yeah. jump out of the back who and you? save the day. When, you, when we were watching the A-team, who did you want to be? Did you want to be Hannibal? Did you want to be Face? Who did you want to be? B.A. Baracus? Hannibal Lecter, more like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I was, my my uh, personality and, and my patience was more B.A. Baracus for sure. So Yeah. Although your hair, your hair tells me it was more Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, pop quite possibly. Actually, but they're moving along. I was George actually really a Batman fan. Yeah, so I was a Batman. <laughs> really? From the 1960s? Batman. Kapow, ching, all that sort of thing? Or Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. are my undies on the outside? All that sort of stuff. I oh, know. Jeez Louise. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll uh, this is derailed somewhat shockingly. Yeah, this is so, gone. so this is meant to be as always. <laughs> so Malcolm, thanks for joining us for, a, for another edition of the Classic Cars Corner. 
That was the Classic Cars Corner. For Kubota. Building Australia. Uh, it almost seems... Just a little bit fitting that we, uh, as we head to the break, we've got plenty to get through here on the driver's seat. So we'll wrap it up with this <laughs> on the driver's seat. We do so it. So good. Thanks to Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Australia. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, great planes and new. Together we are implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Right now, it's time for our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. You can't talk about Tassie without talking about the 2017 Tasmania Super Sprint. That's a massive crash there for Tanda. He spun. That's Rick Kelly involved. Tim Blanchard, Moffat. They're all involved. Have a look at this. This will be red flag. That is a massive flag, crash. Red flag, red flag. All cars are to stop on the grid in order, please. In their current order, all cars to stop on the grid with caution, please. Silvestro, Rulo, Moffat, Pine, Blanchard, Tanda, Hercat, Rulo, I mentioned. My goodness me. That 11 cars is a staggering scene in Tasmania. And there's another Brad Jones car in there. After the difficult day, they had Rick Kelly. Massive damage on that car. That's Will Davison. That's decimated. That is one huge. third of the field. An absolute... Uh, that was a shunt and a half, wasn't it, boys? A clanger. It, uh, <laughs> it's one that I look at now. And we can look back now and say, thank Christ, people weren't hurt. But... Stevie J, that's the sort of accident you look at when you see you see Wilbur come flying down the inside directly into the path of somebody else, mm. and you go Rick Kelly, that was that actually Rick, that's right, and you mm. just go, oh wow, that could have really hurt some people. So yep. yeah, very thankful that that didn't, but uh, hopefully we won't see a repeat of that because it took a bunch of cars out for the weekend. Yeah, it, it did. It took a lot of cars out and it took a lot of you know, I mean, the damage that was caused there. I think there was. About minimum of two written-off chassis. Minimum of two totally written-off chassis. I know Will's car got repaired, but, you know, when they're that heavily crashed, I mean, yeah, you can rebuild them, but, you know, are they the same? You know, jury's out. But uh, it was just so good to see, you know, everyone walk away from that. And and um, that, that was at a time where, you know, it's still tough times for, uh, for a lot of the race teams out there um, doing the sponsorship rounds and and the last thing you need is that sort of repair bill. Now, the this bit that always sort of uh, made me raise my eyebrows a, bit, a little bit was there was actually points awarded to that for that race, wasn't there? Sorry, there was only... Ha- oh, no. oh, I don't did, think did there they was. Finish? I thought it was classified a non-event. That, was that a non-event? Yeah, I think because, it was classified a non-event, that one. It was I an stand tri- to be corrected. But. but it was an all triple eight podium, wasn't it? Like SVG, uh, Lansy and Wincup. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a non-event. No? I don't remember it being a non-event, Maddie. no. But, um, because that's why um, Supercars was g- given a fair bit of uh, slack, because it was like a two, a, literally a two-lap finish. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It was, a, it, it was basically they needed to do a certain amount of laps to be able to be classified as a race, and that's what happened. And I think it did get awarded half points. Bit of a strange one there. I'll look. The, I'll uh, I'll have it. Talk, talk amongst yourself. Talk amongst yourself. Dive into the computer there. <laughs> um, uh, 
the the funny thing is, Nimsy and Malcolm, when you're in and Malcolm, you're a race driver. You've you've driven race cars before, seeing so you know what it's like. But when you Nimsy, I cannot tell you that when you are in the spray in the rain and there are five or six cars, in fact, only one car ahead of you in that kind of weather, the visibility, Stevie J, you concur, no doubt, is absolutely zero. And you, mm. this is where race drivers earn their bucks because you can't see anything around you. You know you're going 220, 230, 240K an hour. You know you're coming up to a hairpin stop and you can't see anything. You can't see brake markers. Mm. You can't see anything. And uh, particularly that corner, that's a shocker in the wet. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see if we see it again. I, I I can't tell you how frightening it is, Nimsy. Well, well, that sorry, Nimsy, that was um, doubly as bad too, Matty, because it wasn't just rain. If it was pouring down rain, yeah, you could get the spray. But that was that had just finished raining and That's the right. sun was out. Glare. Mm. So the glare in the mist and the spray, like there was literally no chance. The guys were looking out the left side of their car, looking out through the passenger window for the wall to know that they're running straight down the wall or on the right-hand side, they're actually you know, looking at the right-hand white line on the road to make sure that they're actually following the, the arc of the track down mm. into the hairpin. So you're not actually looking at the windscreen because it's useless. You can't see a thing. But um, Stevie, part of the, uh, sorry, you go. Part of the, the, the fun, I guess, of supercars is for, from, from the, the punters sitting in the, in the stands is the fact that blokes are having a go. It's not like um, F1 where they just do a procession. They're still having a crack in the rain. There's a bit of biffo. Obviously, no one wants mm. anyone to get hurt and don't want massive repair bills. But at what, where do you, where do you see as a, as a as a race driver where that starts and finishes? Because obviously, if you have a shunt, you've got to pay for it. You've, and it's yeah. a, it's costs a lot. But the punters want to see blokes out there having a crack. Well, we do, I don't um, I don't want to not have them or even myself not race in that sort of condition because. The, the conditions weren't actually that bad there. It's just the way that the whole circumstance worked out with the mm. spray. And, yeah, the spray's always going to be bad. It doesn't matter whether it's a lot of rain, a little bit of rain. You know, it's when the, the tracks get flooded and you're aquaplaning, that's when, yeah, you've got to draw the line and say, no, nah, we've got to pull a race here. But, you know, you can't that, – that race was well and truly – had its right to go ahead yeah, and for them to uh, to keep continuing mm. because it you know yeah it was spray there was spray there was water so that's going to happen uh, things like that are going to happen every now and then and you got to remember that things like that have happened in the past but the first time it's happened at that track in that part of the track where there's a wall each side it's literally maybe ten meters wide mm. twelve meters wide yeah. in that spot it's yep. very very narrow there's no runoff there's like about a meter of dirt each side um, it was just a, a recipe it, it's basically like a you know we've seen it Adelaide before we've seen guys crash at turn eight at Adelaide I've been involved in one of them where there was about six cars involved you come around turn eight there's already three cars parked across the road and you just barrel into them you know like and the Grand Prix happened to me. J. Like the Grand Prix? Yeah, exactly. So it happens. It happens. But it's like, in defense. The fans are defense. They're all in defense. That's, you know, there you go. Homebush. You know, it, it does happen. So um, we have, we listen, we've been doing this for how many years now? Five years? You love Whatever it. Whatever it is. I love it. And I don't care when you play it. I still laugh at that, Nindy. <laughs> so good. The max thing and the in the yep. fence thing, I just love it. Um, but the, and the no but that racing. Thing. But that racing is... It does create awesome racing, and you got to admit, 
the wet races at Sandown were very entertaining. And you're right, Malcolm, you don't want to see those big, big heavy shunts, but you want to see people having a go and hitting curbs and spearing off and coming back on, and you know what I mean? And that's that's what makes it exciting. We talk about our race drivers in supercars being some of the best racing drivers, not just here in Australia, but in on the planet. Just because it mm. rains, yeah. you shouldn't be wheeled away in the garage. It's when you can't put the power down to the ground like on the front straight at at uh, Phillip Island when it's howling with rain and you simply can't get the tyres to connect with the ground, that's when we need to call it. But up until then, get out and have at it, boys. We need to see them out in the rain. Because they're, you know, like Stevie J gets paid, what, you were paid, what, a million and a half a year, maybe two? Yeah, um, yeah, if you're getting paid it. that kind of that's money. That's why I'm you here should... on the show with you tonight, <laughs> mate. I'll do it for the love. Um, <laughs> what, you get paid? We've, oh, also, wow. we've also got uh, on the text line Tommy in Hobart, it was counted as a race, but no points were awarded. I think it's spot on there. Uh, there you go. Spot on there, Tommy. Uh, we've looked up the results here. So it was an all Triple Eight podium. SVG uh, P1. Jamie Wincup P2. Craig Lowndes P3. David Reynolds uh, P4. Chaz Mostert P5. Jason Bright in sixth. Jason who? <laughs> Jason. <laughs> seventh. seventh Behave, Matthew. Seventh is uh, Mark Winterbottom. Nine, um, eighth P8. Dale Wood. P9, Todd Kelly, P10, wow. Cameron Waters, P11, Fabs, P12, Lee Holsworth. P- Was there that many cars left? P- yeah, well, here's the thing. P13, Michael Caruso, P14, Scott McLaughlin, P15, Simona De Silvestro, uh, then DNF Kelly, DNF Tim Slade, DNF Garth Tander, DNF Nick Perkat, DNF Tim Blanchard, uh, James Moffat, Scotty Pye, James Courtney, Will Davison. Alex Rillo, Will Davison, Taz Douglas, all of them, all a DNF, and in the words of uh, Mark Scaife, Oh, in defence, that's massive! <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. You sounded like you were calling bingo just then. It, did, it was a little bit, wasn't yeah, that it? Yeah, was, that was very good. <laughs> so well done, Tommy, from Hobart. You were dead, you were dead spot on. Mm. Well done. Uh, that was our Race Rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. You can protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll be back with the podium in just a moment. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. This is The Driver's Seat and we do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Nims is all here alongside Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson and Malcolm Owens joins us as well too, hanging around after the Classic Cars Corner. But right now, we've got to get to this. Now on The Driver's Seat... The podium. We've got three talking points for Matt and Steve to do a deep dive on. Let's start off with the top. Uh, P1, Earl Bamber will be teaming up with Andre Heimgardner. Andre was very cheeky when we chatted to him. He was just mm. like, oh, yeah, it's a big international name. Yeah. And I don't good think, get. I don't think um, any of us saw that one coming. No, good get. Um, Earl Bamber, probably most famous for his exploits in Porsche, with mm-hmm. Porsche. Yep. Um, great steerer. I think he also did GP3 or 2, Stevie J. I need to be corrected, but um, has won the Bathurst 12 hour as well. So a really good talent and good, you know, two Kiwis. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, they seem to go. Yeah, well. I think yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously Earl's. Very, very experienced in a lot of other cars, like GT cars and that sort of stuff. Obviously, was SVG's co-driver. Probably, you know, arguably not the the fastest out of the the fleet of co-drivers um, in the field, and and you know, not 
downplaying Earl's talent at all. It's just more so the fact of the the limited amount of time that he's actually had in these cars. So they are a different beast to drive. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go uh, together there at Kelly Racing and. Um, if he can get enough laps in this year to be able to, you know, you don't forget you haven't got the sand downs and that sort of stuff yeah. to get warmed up now. You're straight into Bathurst and that is it. So you've got to be on the money from lap one. And you'd have to think that that relationship coming from Porsche um, with the with the Grove family, the co-owners of, right. of Kelly Grove, yeah, yeah. you know, they're, big, they're a big Porsche family and Earl's obviously a big Porsche guy. So you would imagine that's where they come. I think it's a good get. So we'll see how we go, but I think it's a good get. That leads us to P2, which is where the hell is Rick Kelly? Because <laughs> he sort of disappeared off the face of the planet. On the hasn't farm, he? by well, the look of it. Well, he's on the farm doing whatever Rick would like to do. So that's it. Do you reckon it's cold turkey for Rick Kelly? I mean, for this year? Yeah. Stevie, you know Rick pretty well. He's yeah. He, I, I don't know. I, I've got this. I've just got this funny feeling that he's just going to pop up somewhere at another team. You know what I mean? And obviously, he's, he's still got some very close friends slash sponsors that um, he's had in the past, like Castrol, that, that are on other cars. So I don't know. I've just got this feeling that he's just going to pop up. Well, his only options is Matt Stone Racing and Team Sydney. Maybe he's not going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, you're right though, Steve, because like going by uh, like his sponsors though, because you, you're you right. Know. I mean, um, look, it's the first time in 20 years that we won't see Rick Kelly on the grid at the Bathurst 1000 if he doesn't find a drive. Yep. But you've got things like Scotty Mack, if he can't get back into the country. Oh, there's a good one, Nimzazor. Now, if you were... But if, I don't think he'd go for it to cross to Shell, would he? From Castrol. He's had Castrol for like 150 years. I don't think Shell would want him and I don't think he'd do it. All right. Let's let's flip that on its head a little bit. Alex Premer also needs to come into the country. He's living in COVID land over in Las Vegas still. Yep. Is he? And um, mm-hmm. Tickford Racing also have quite a lucrative partnership with uh, Castrol. That would be more likely. That would yes. be more likely. However, mm. I reckon... And I reckon Ford. you'll get. I reckon you'll get Premer in the country mm. by then. Even if he has to do two weeks. I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to do, Rex. He did say that, um, like, you know, mm. he's very keen to head back to Bathurst. Yeah. I have a feeling he's got some... Well, he's, he's never had a chance to defend the crown. No, that's right. The controversial mm. crown, too. <laughs> yes. And... Uh, that's more likely. That's a great scenario. That's mm. more likely, Nimsy. It's funny how you have to... Go, you got to tie all the sort of loose ends together, don't yeah, you? absolutely. Because it's yeah. like... Because you couldn't say, like, oh, what if he teams up with... with um, do you reckon maybe Penrite forced him out? Poss- very possibly. Well, there's just a lot of very possibly, and then the Grove relationship with Porsche and and, and Bamba. So so many moving maybe. parts. All right, look, he's done it for 20 years. He might take a year out, Stevie J. He mm. might just go. You know what? Well, we we saw his brother. Yeah, Todd hasn't. You're brother, right. His brother didn't jump in as a co-driver. Mm. So what about a what about a wild card? You do with get the Kelly point. boys. You do get to a yeah. That could be Ooh. something that that could happen. There's your red herring that would be for the cool. evening. <laughs> Why, why, uh, why? Why, why, why? Why me? <laughs> we need to get that. We need to get that's, that. Have you got that? Actually, that's more audio I, I than do, we need. Look, I do. Want, I was going to play that, but it gets a little bit French uh, towards the end. Of it. I'm not <laughs> talking about right. that. That's all right. Not for this time slot. But um, last but not least, P3 on the uh, on the podium. And we'll get to a text from Tommy into Toowoomba because it's sort of related to it. Mm. Uh, hi, guys. Not sure if you're going to cover this, but the two supercars, Rex, are pretender slash do you think it would be smarter to finalise the Gen 3 regulation so the purchaser actually knows what they're buying into? Because P3, Tommy and Toowoomba, well done to you. The two wrecks that are up for grabs. <laughs> the interested parties have until next Friday to decide 
uh, if they want to lodge an expression of interest. But here's the thing. No one knows what is Gen 3 is going to be. Is it going to be paddle shift? Is it going to be, you know, what's mm, going on I here? I tell you, Peter Adderton, the owner of Boost Mobile, put it beautifully on the socials today. He said, mm. oh, I'm interested, but it's like someone asking me to buy a house. I just don't know what the house looks like or how big it is yeah, or how, exp- how expensive it's going to be. And you're right. Yeah, I mean, is it cart before the horse, Stevie J? Yeah, well, it's it's hard. Like any businessman, and and there's a lot, a lot of smart businessmen around, and I'm certainly not one of them. But um, I would imagine you really need to know the lay of the land and what's going to happen before you're actually going to dive in and, and make a massive commitment like this to arguably or the most expensive motor racing outfit in Australia. You know Absolutely. what I mean, or the yep. series in Australia. So. Uh, they need to get their mm-hmm together mm-hmm. and they need to sort out the rules. And I personally, and that's right, you need to know what you're getting into. So it's been very secretive. And even myself, I don't go into DJR that often. I haven't been lately. I've been, been away a bit and, and working on my own stuff. But when I was back there talking, they're saying, well, we're ready to go, but we can't do anything. We can't literally start building Gen 3. Mm or designing stuff, whatever, because they're at the mercy of supercars because supercars don't want a triple eight going, forging ahead and designing a Camaro and then DJR designing a Mustang for Gen 3 and, and it all gets too far down the track and, and it's not what they want. So they're sort of holding everyone back. They've got the reins on and holding everyone back, but how long do you hold them back for before it gets too late? That's right. I mean, Malcolm, it'd be like going to your Kubota dealers and saying, listen, um, we're going to bring in a new tractor. We don't know what how big it is. We don't know what, you know, how effective it's going to be on your farm. We don't know how big the engine's going to be. We don't know whether it's going to be stick shift or paddle shift or whatever. But it's going to look like this deal, one over deal here. Deal a network. <laughs> yeah. um, do you want to go and order them all? Yeah, what what response copies. would you get? Yeah, not a good one. No, exactly right. But so. from a fan with over 40 years watching it, please, no paddle shift. Oh, yes. me, three. I'm, I'm no paddle shift. I, I still don't understand. It's going to happen, though, I'm telling you. Now. Everyone, everyone from drivers, like the actual people that are going to be behind the mm. wheels of these cars yep. have all been saying, yeah, no thanks, we'd rather not. Every single ex, uh, every this, person, yeah. com- ex-commentators, ex, all these people, yeah. But do you know, this will more be importantly, our fans mm. don't want it. No. They've outwardly expressed they don't want it. Paddle, flappy paddle gearboxes are the world of, of Porsche and GT Racing, Stevie J. Yep. Um, yep. What and makes TCR. our and TCR, what makes our world in supercar so strong is that it's a bit old school. It's, it's you know, heel and toe and, and left foot brake or whatever, but you've got to actually pull the shift. Pull the so, well, you guys last week were talking about F1s almost driving themselves, so then you know, people don't want to watch it. No, they don't. We no, don't want don't. to go that way with no. supercar. That's exactly right. So, And I, the funny thing is that if they, if they end up making the rules and going paddle shift, to me, it really sets a really bad, I wouldn't even say example, it just really shows me that they're not listening to not only their fans, which mm-hmm. supercar should be, but pretty much all the drivers in the field. And teams. All, of, all the teams mm-hmm. in the field. Us guys, like guys that have been in there and done it and, and had the H-Pattern gearboxes. and had. The, I'm not saying go back to H-Pattern. That's, that's gone, but keep something for the driver to do, you know, rather than, Adjust your brake balance bloody five times a corner and whatever else. You know, yeah, that's cool, but let's make sure that we still keep some sort of generic history about what our sport was. And in, that's back in in Australia. And that's, you know, a right-hand drive, H-pattern or, a, you know, using the gearbox 
as you would manually in, uh, to shift when you want to. In my opinion, Nimsy and Malcolm and Steve, there's a great way to do yourself out of business. Don't listen to your customers and don't listen to your fans. Yeah, a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. I mean, I, I, I get it, but you don't see the big sports like AFL necessarily. that They listen to a lot of their fans. They might try a rule change and then... If it's universally handed down, they'll often change it back and same with NRL and all that kind of stuff. So I just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope I, the, the, the intel I'm getting um, from a number of supercar teams is they're not being listened to and it will go to paddle shift. Then it's going to make TCM the best category to watch. And Trans Am, but I get what you mean. <laughs> it's um, Sorry, and Trans Am. <laughs> now, We've got paddle shift, especially number five. Oh, we right? don't have paddle shift. They said yeah. th- they said this on um, uh, Enforce from the Dude mm. uh, that uh, paddles are made for canoes. Correct. <laughs> was, uh, well, what did your dad mm. say about four, uh, about two liters, Stevie J? Oh, so, it was only good. Oh, should uh, for it milk should and only br- come in two things: milk and orange juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and paddles are only good for canoes. And talking about uh, you know you talk about um, to put it into like a. Uh, a ball sport equivalent. Mark Larkham said it best. It's kind of like if we grab soccer posts and make them 15 metres wider and everyone can kick a goal, who's going to turn up and watch? That's exactly right. So um, a lot of people have been, yeah, it, it seems like it's falling on deaf ears. We hope it won't. We hope it won't, but uh, you never know what happens until it actually happens, eh? But uh, that was the podium. If you'd like to jump on board, Tommy and Toowoomba Rose actually will quickly read this text. Obvious two places, a Tickford and Blanchard racing to get the two wrecks. I thought the idea of Gen 3 was to bring in new teams. Yeah, you could also add Matt Stone to that. They're looking at it as mm. well. Uh, but I think you're right for Tickford, and I think that's for Thomas Randall. Well, one uh, they, of those was their old Rex, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they definitely want to go back to four cars. Um, and Blanchard Racing, Tommy, you, you might be right. Um, I agree. And Tommy from Hobart, quickly, why concentrate on working towards Gen 3 when we can spend uh, our time banning sponsors from showing their products on TV instead. Oh, controversial, yeah, that's, Tommy. Yeah, yes and no. I, I, you know, like you're standing there in a race suit and you've got a hat on and you've got your car in the background. I mean, is really the drink bottle going to make any difference? If you're going to, we've got to keep a variety of sponsors all happy within the supercars and within the teams, within the drivers, all personal stuff. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, you know, I get it. I get what they're, they're doing. And, um, you know, there's, there's got to be a bit of give and take with everybody at the end of the day. You know, you've got Red Bull cars and you've got Monster cars. You've got Shell cars. You've got Caltex cars or Ampol cars. You've got all different ones on the on the track. You've all got to keep them happy and they're all conflicting. They're all trying yeah. to get the best for each other. Just Simple as that. Just got to look at Brock Feeney's car. He's got Boost Mobile and Red Bull on it. Like, um, yeah. Peter Hughes did a fantastic job of that livery. Imagine being told... Put this Red Bull can and this mobile together. Right, see you, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and Tommy and Toowoomba, um, the idea of Gen 3 was to bring in new teams, also to cut costs as well. Um, arguably, Blanchard's come in on the back of, of uh, Gen 3, but I don't think there'll be any more new teams coming anytime mm. soon and or manufacturers. One word, ma- what manufacturer will be next? To leave? No, to join. To join. Uh my only two options, I feel, great question, Malcolm, uh, either Toyota or Kia, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I reckon Kia as well. Mm. we'll the Stinger with a V8 engine, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we'll have a look. We'll hopefully keep an eye on that. But uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter shaping and building Australia together.
The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, great planes, implementing a great partnership. This is The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Got to quickly talk F1 for a moment, but Matty, we've got a text in for a hypothetical, if you will. Uh, this one's from Michael. Yeah, if uh, we put Lewis Hamilton into a supercar, would be would he be fast and as dominant? Mm. Interesting. No. You want to no, say you no to you don't reckon? No. Depends what car I reckon. I tell you what, if you if you love if you like a, a good motorsport podcast, F one Beyond the Grid uh, is a great uh, is a great podcast, and they've had just recently they had the um, quartet of guys that have worked at Mercedes since. Well, the BAR days, like 20, well, since they were BAR, 20 years. Mm. And interestingly, they said about Lewis Hamilton versus Nico Rosberg, the, the engineers, these are the engineers, Shove and a, and a bunch of the blokes, said, if you gave, if you gave Rosberg 500 laps, he would end up as quick as Lewis Hamilton. Mm. Lewis needs two laps. Okay. So I reckon Lewis, talent-wise, is one out of the box. And if you gave him 10 laps in a supercar, he'd be fast. Danny Rick drove it pretty well when he was in Rick's car. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He drove very well out at Calder. And there's a lot of talk about him trying to get through uh, Andretti United, get out here for the 12-hour, which, which would be pretty cool. Through Walkinshaw. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That. So, I, look, I don't – Stevie J says no. I say within 10 laps, yes. No, yeah. Well, it's, when I say no, I mean yeah, I'm sure he can drive it fast, but he's not going to be that last little bit. You know, he, he wouldn't. he wouldn't even make it in the top 10. Wow. Controversial, Steve Johnson. But I'm not saying after two or three years in it, maybe, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But no way, not straight away. Not hey, Steve, we've seen... It's um, like us going over there and doing the same thing. It's like Scotty Mack going here. Sorry. It's like <laughs> you, Scotty Mack doing, the, the, doing the Indy car. <laughs> no, but, you know, be serious for a second, seriously. Matt, Scotty going over to, to Indy car, you know, he is one of arguably one of the best we've seen here, talent-wise. He's going over there. He may get there. You know, people are expecting a lot from him. Uh, but straight away, you know, last year, he wasn't prepared well enough. Obviously, he'd hardly done much driving in the car because of the year that we had. Let's see what happens this year, you know, because um, that's a pretty big test for him. And, um, you know, that will give us a fairly good gauge on, you know, someone adapting to something totally different to what they've been used to. And we've seen time and time again the internationals not live up to their expectations at Bathurst, haven't we? And there's been some hot drivers there that just couldn't hack the mountain. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but no seven-time Formula One world champions. Well, I think I don't think we've ever that? I don't think we've ever seen anything like him. So be hard to compare. I think he would be competitive. Uh, let's quickly uh, t- touch on uh, the F1 that's coming up this mm. weekend. Now it's been a bit of a break since the Formula One. Three weeks since Bahrain. And uh, where is the other one? Um, so Lewis Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship standings thanks to his victory over Max Verstappen. Uh, Danny, Danny Rick's actually seventh in the points at the moment. Uh, his teammate, Lando Norris, is fourth. Mm-hmm. Top threes, Hamilton, Verstappen, and Valtteri Bottas in P3. But uh, this is an odd one about this weekend's race. It's actually had uh, changes to the Friday-Saturday practice and qualifying, qualifying schedules because of the royal funeral of uh, His Royal Highness Prince Philip. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Nimsy. I didn't know that. They're actually having a, um, what's it say here? There will be, they've moved the times around so they can pay their respects to Prince Philip. Oh, well, that's good. It's very odd. It's not something that you normally see. No, uh, not at all. But I mean, you know, I mean, essentially, Philly was the, you can uh, see why, was yeah. the king and, and there's a lot, all these Formula One teams are... Uh, 
uh, domiciled in the UK, most of them. And so I, I'm a great mark of respect for Formula One to do that. And I've got to tell you, Stevie J, you know I'm no major fan of Formula One, but I tell you mm-hmm. what, if, they, if this race is anything like the last one we had, I'll be, I'll be a very happy camper. You could be a convert. Oh, I don't know about two. Give me three. Give me three good races <laughs> on the trot, and I'll and I'll stay up and watch a whole race. I reckon. All right. If Mrs. Mac will be watching. I'll come over. Righto. You can come over and late night snacks, pizza and beer. <laughs> Are you gonna? So I work on Mondays. This don't forget, though. Yeah, I know. I know. So, but Mrs. Mac's there. That's all right. She can. Um, yeah, you and Mrs. Mac can start. Tell you the amount of wine. people that have t- spoken to me about the Netflix series, um, just change, changing oh. their opinion on on F one. Male mm. and female. We are talking about it in the office today. Yep. Guys have never watched motor racing, and now they can't get enough of it thanks to that series. It is. Well. You said it a couple of weeks ago, best PR ever. Oh, 100%. I was going to say that. Best best PR they have ever done. Like Top Gun was for for Navy recruiting in the US. Um, Drive to Survive, Stevie J, has been the best. And I hope that we can do – I'd love Supercast to continue on. I know they did the inside line thing that ended up being so controversial with – with Barry and, and Erebus and all that kind of stuff. That well, they are doing another series. They, I hope it has the same traction, though. I, yeah. just, I just hope it brings a whole bunch of more fans to our sport. It's got um, Walkinshaw. Right, well, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. And if you if you want to see a little bit of inside Walkinshaw, I think last year they did some things for YouTube mm-hmm. uh, on their own team. They did it off their own bat. It was really, really good. So, And there's another one that you can check out uh, in Supercars Land on KO, uh, more than a 1,000. More than the one thousand, uh, which is yeah, the launched Tickford today one. or yesterday? I no, think. no, it was a, it was a while back. Was uh, it a while back? Yeah, you can get it on camera. I now. only discovered it today. There we go. Before I flew down. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what jumping on a flight will do. There you go. But uh, yeah, uh, another thing too, the Imola Grand Prix fans will not be allowed to attend uh, because it's going to be shut to spectators for race weekend Sad. with health measures and protocols and put in place to the ongoing COVID pandemic, which continues to cause major disruption around the world, uh, especially. For Formula One, we might actually mm. be the only one. Uh, there you go. Hmm. Interesting. We have a date. We just Melbourne had we yet? just had a text, mate, uh, come in from um, phone number nine four nine. Hi, Saul boys. in Caulfield. Uh, sorry, not Saul. Uh, not nine four nine. There was another one that said, "Oh, sorry, 006. Yep, that's from Saul. In that's Caulfield. from Saul. Uh, nothing to do with paying respects. Sky doesn't want to compete with the funeral, and Sky provide the world feed. Cash is king. Ooh, mm. salty. Saul sounds right though. Probably right. <laughs> yes. No cash. It would. <laughs> Except well, plenty well, cash. Certainly, yeah, yeah. There is plenty of cash on both in both families, the Formula One family and the Royal family. Absolutely, yeah. Especially on the Royal side, the firm. Absolutely. Mm. And Tommy and Toowoomba with WA Connections, Orlando Ricardo wildcard on the mountain would be great to see. Reckon it could happen. Reckon it could happen. And hi, boys. What are your thoughts on the proposed changes to the Albert Park Grand Prix? Making it easier to pass, Joe. Oh, Joe. I don't know. I think it's good. It's I good. I think wait. it's. I think it's good too. I think it's. But we'll wait and see. I'm skeptical on everything with Formula One, so we'll see. They got rid of Stevie's corner. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. No, actually, you know what? You'll just end up. I'll just end up getting to that spot way faster. That's right. Actually, you would too. <laughs> you pull both sides of the car oh, off. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. It, it's November now, isn't it? The Melbourne Grand Prix. Yeah, November. They're mm-hmm. hoping. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, but yes, you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. We'll tie up some loose ends and get to some of your texts and also talk a little bit of IndyCar 
We'll do that next. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. This is The Driver's Seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. And remember, you can also rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. The all-new Driver's Seat app features podcasts, interviews, news, and videos as well. It's a must for all motorsport fans. Uh, before we tie up some loose ends, uh, Scotty Mack takes on IndyCar this weekend. It's actually the real thing, and a fair bit of pressure, you'd say, as you mentioned uh, before mm. the break there, Stevie J, because, well, the captain doesn't exactly employ backmarkers, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't, and... He's very, very, I think, very, very clever and smart the way he goes about his business. And to be honest, from what he's obviously seen Scotty do out here, um, I don't think that he has, um, you know, he has assessed everything. And I think that he thinks that he's got what it takes to make it over there in that series. So let's um, wait and see. It's just, it's going to be time will tell. It's going to take him a little bit to get his feet. um, And we'll see where he ends up. Well, he's actually expanded the team. Like they went from the three cars Mm. to the four cars, just to Mm. include Scotty Mack. And for those that might not stick around with IndyCar or know what's going on there, Scotty Mack's teammates. So he's a three-time Supercars champion, right? Pretty good. Bathurst winner as well. Uh, His teammates, Will Power, 2014 IndyCar champion and the 2018 Indy 500 winner. Simon Paginot, 2016 series champion, 2019 Indy 500 winner. And two-time series champion, Joseph Newgarden, 2017 and 2019 champion. So... Fair teammates. (laughs) (laughs) Now he knows what Fabs felt like. (laughs) (laughs) But but, but That's very funny. It's a very interesting point you say that, though, because if he does come out and win, that shows you just how good Scotty is. Mm -hmm. To be able to beat the credibility of those blokes. um, So it's going to be... I've got to... Look... I think I've been really open on this show, boys, saying that I think IndyCar is the most exciting open-wheel category in the world. So the fact that Scotty's in there now, I'm just super pumped to really watch it. And if, you, if, you, if you've never watched an IndyCar race before, you must do it. It's, it's sensational. Um, well, Fox have sort of gone all in. You yep. can get, check, it out, check it out on KO now. Like They've yep. actually upped their IndyCar coverage. Which, which happened when Marcus went to NASCAR as well. We picked up Suddenly we picked up NASCAR, didn't we, Stevie J? And we mm. were able to watch NASCAR. But... This weekend, boys, it is the festival of circuit racing, F1, supercars, and Indy. How good. Mm. I'm not going to get much sleep at all. Nope. I might actually crack a couple of no-dos and, <laughs> cup, <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically um, just get a bit of racing fix. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, and then target next week, as Tommy from Hobart mm. uh, uh, mentions on the text machine. So I, I, it's just going to be a great week. And I don't have any children. So Mrs. Mack and, her, her, and I are at home this weekend, so we'll have a run. Well, you answer. do. FYI, well, I was about to say, you well, do well, have children, and then if well, they do, a listen, they might sort of go, hang on a second, Dad. Pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure you do. We'll but, have a romantic weekend of watching motorsport. But what um, a lucky girl. But uh, uh, another thing, too, which <laughs> literally came in as we uh, talk about this before we have to wrap up the show, uh, Marcus Ambrose will be joining the Supercars coverage for Tassie. Excellent. Really cool, huh? Yeah, really good. He's, he's a good Launceston boy, so... Um, That'll be good. He's he's Stevie J. He's just he's getting out there a little bit more, isn't he? Like we're seeing, we haven't seen he him is. for a couple of years, and now he's working in Trans Am and with Owen Kelly, and he's helped set up my cars, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. He did a great job, and now we're getting him on the TV. He's done a little bit of work with Kubota as well, so 
Um, I, I'm glad to see him back. That's going to be great. I think oh, his lodge he's, is finished now. So his Eco Lodge, yeah, yeah. has an, an amazing business, an amazing Eco Lodge in Launceston, Stevie. And he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's dipped his toe in the water and it's 22 degrees and he's very happy. So he's going further in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is going to be a massive weekend of motorsport and we will cover it all here same time next week on The Driver's Seat. Malcolm, it's been a pleasure to have you actually in the studio with us yeah, for the first you. time this Enjoyed year. It. It's been Thanks, great. Man. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Stevie, I'm sure the... The team in Adelaide will need you to replenish that uh, Arnott's family assorted pack. <laughs> yes, yes. Unfortunately, they're not here to defend their stash. So uh, hopefully the Coles is open 24 hours. <laughs> if not, Sam Fantasia, just invoice me and uh, I'll put it on the company card. <laughs> or at least take it out of the company pantry. The which is Kingston's. They're gone, mate. <laughs> they, they're dust. But yeah, this has been the driver's seat. A big thank you to everyone for jumping on board the text line. A big thank you to Anton Di Pasquale. And we'll see you after the Tassie Super Sprint. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.